honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Double Twist, and of course, Google Play Music, but I probably can't say all of them all the time. I'm probably going to go with the big four, with uh, number four coming up very, very soon, hopefully in the next week or two. Those of you that may have seen the Facebook page will see that, but I won't say it now because it's better if it's final. It'll be nice. Uh, it's not guaranteeing I'm going to get a billion listeners, but, you know, it's just kind of another tentacle. You know what I mean? It's just another tentacle. Uh, the Timberwolves need some more tentacles of winning or something. I mean, I don't know. They played four games last week, and, well, what happened? They lost all of them. Yeah, I mean, that's all. The show's over. They lost all the games, so uh, tell all your friends how great Timberwolves' explosion is. You know, that's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. The fourth one's the most intriguing. That one's got the most material, we'll say. The first three were, you know, the Bulls are in the games and all that. They're in the games, but they didn't finish well. And they just came up short. You know, you know, they, they put in a good effort, but just came up short. You know, yeah. Don't, don't, I, I hate when coaches and players say that and, and uh, commentators say, especially, you know, FSN or radio or whatever, everywhere. Oh, they just came up short, came up short, came up short. It's the lamest cliche ever. Uh, it's almost more lame than like backs against the wall. Nobody believed in us. Yeah, I don't care who believed in you or not. Just play the bleeping game. Who cares? Play the bleeping game. Now I'm going off God knows where. The 17th of January, the Minnesota Timberwolves went to Baker's Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, Indiana. Yes, sir. Good job, Pacers. They just continue to play well. Victor Oladipo, uh, the target date for his return still remains against the Chicago Bulls, the uh, state rivals there. Not in-state, interstate, but neighboring state rival there. Basically, almost neighboring cities. Almost, but no. And this is not Gary, Indiana. It's Indianapolis, so it's a little ways. Uh, yeah, they'll be, he'll be playing against the Bulls. Victor Oladipo finally returning. Indiana's been playing damn good, though, without that uh, pretty good player. They've hung in there. They hung in there last postseason as well. Josh Akogi, nice hustle throughout this game. Loved what he did. 15 points off the bench. Jordan McLaughlin is... Possibly earning something. Uh, I wouldn't say he's going to get some long-term contract, but maybe kind of a year-by-year thing. They'll keep bringing him back, and or some other team will sign him for like two or three years here and there. But he's going to be earning some money, I think. He, he's got a nice three-point shot, nice range. Love the guy, actually. Not love him, but like him uh, significantly. Definitely. Uh, a weird week, and we'll get to the material later. But this was an okay game. Carl Anthony Towns finally returned. He's a little rusty. He's trigger-happy like always. Three of nine. And the... Point totals are higher than they were before Carl Anthony Towns came back. So, yes, Carl Anthony Towns is back. Remember last week, I was like, he's never coming back. I don't know. If he comes back, he comes back. And he came back. So, yeah. Uh, 9 of 21, 27 points. He still had uh, he still had more points than field goal attempts. That's a, that's a start. Same with Wiggins. Wiggins, yeah, Wiggins. <laughs> but it's, like, it's not like he was bad in the first three games this week or anything. And the second half against the Bulls, which ended up Bounding to, well, a pure, a prettier score. Yeah, a prettier score. Uh, the Allen Crab trade was still pending. And uh, Jameis Winston, yeah, well, hopefully Jameis Winston didn't get him first, but uh, too soon? Too soon? Jameis and Winston, yeah, the Crab legs thing. 
Gorgie Zhang back to the bench. Uh, two of three from downtown. Uh, I want Gorgie Zhang starting. You know, he, he, I don't know. Culver and Napier starting at both of them. I, you know, isn't Napier a spark plug regardless if he starts or sits? You know what I'm saying? Does it really hurt him that much if he comes off the bench and Gorgie starts? Does it hurt him that much? Because I think that's a wiser decision. Culver's going to be starting, uh, like it or not, and he's gotten better. He didn't have a great game against the Pacers. Nobody really had a great game against Indiana, except you could say Josh Okogie. He played very well uh, in the 25 minutes he played. 5 of 7, again, the great hustle, and 15 points off the bench. Unfortunately, though, that was during a Indiana run where the Pacers were kind of pulling away for a while there before the Wolves made a comeback. Uh, he was a minus 20, which is just crazy. Hard to believe a guy with that good defense, but again, sometimes he's a gambler. TJ Warren was kind of hitting everything. He wound up with 28 points. Justin Holiday, I, I really like him as a player. It's crazy, though. His number's not good in this game, but uh, the game before, Justin Holiday, very good. And he's got that high IQ. He ended up passing off of uh, Covington's back in, like, the closing minutes. I hated the way this game ended. You know, I mean, a terrible shot, shooting way too early, just terrible choice. I, I don't know. Uh, having Shabazz Napier hoist up a three, you're down by two. I know you're going for the win on the road, but... I don't know. It was kind of forced, and there was like six seconds left on the clock, which I guess, okay, yeah, you can get an offensive rebound, but did they get an offensive rebound? No. They got a worthless jump ball that did them nothing. Absolutely nothing. It just ended up wiping more time off the clock, and ultimately the uh, Justin Holiday play. <sighs> I don't know. Just just came up short. <laughs> we just came up short. That's all. You know, that's great. I'm sick of saying that. I'm sick of hearing it. And it is the holidays in Indiana. It's always the holidays. It's Justin Holiday and Aaron Holiday. Yes, Aaron Holiday. Obviously, some good moments in the game. He was the better holiday. He was the Christmas to Justin Holiday's uh, uh, President's Day or something. <laughs> and uh, happy MLK Day. In, uh, and, uh, happy belated MLK Day. Just saying, I should have said it on the previous show as we're heading into it. But I suppose it just kind of, you know, I apologize for that. So, uh God rest uh, MLK's soul. God bless him. We'll give him a moment of silence. God bless Martin Luther King. God bless Martin Luther King. Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, so, no, I apologize. I did not get to that on the last uh, episode of Timberwolves Explosion. Uh, this game, you know, it was, it was not bad. It wasn't bad. It just, you know, I don't want to say the cliche anymore. You, you know what it is. C. U.S. Cuss. Came up short. There, I said it. We just C.U.S. Yeah, sick of it. Uh, Alan Crabb, well, am I excited with him so far? No. Uh, at the press conference, he, he quote-unquote won the press conference, I guess, if that's what they say here in the Twin Cities nowadays, with uh, Josh Donaldson coming. That's the guy that won the press conference. <laughs> I think everybody's excited about new Twins, third baseman, gold glove, you know, everything, personality. I, that guy's cool, man. That guy's cool. I'd love to have a teammate like that. As long as he didn't brush me off, but I don't think he would. Uh, if, as long as I was good enough to be on the team anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. That guy's cool. Uh, I'd love Josh Donaldson. A little, little bit closer to my generation, but still a teeny bit younger. I'm still a uh, ex, and he's kind of like a super old millennial, I guess you could say, at 34. <sighs> well, back to back. Minnesota heads back to Minneapolis. Not bad attendance at all to see the world champions, and it's a good group of players, even without... Uh, Kawhi Leonard, and of course the guy that replaces Kawhi Leonard as the star of the team is awesome, and he's going to start the All-Star game. I voted for you, Pascal. Pascal Dupuis, no, Pascal Siakam. 
<laughs> what a nice, uh, you know, what a nice player he is. Didn't stand out superly in this game, but you know, he's just, you know, he does the little things, like they all say. Uh, Fred Van Vliet coming back from a hamstring was torching the Timberwolves time and time again. That was just slightly frustrating. It was kind of two point guards. It might have been like, it was kind of almost like, kind of like C.J. McCollum and uh, <laughs> Dame Lillard, Damian Lillard out there with Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet, pardon me. That was kind of their version of it there in Toronto. They torched us for like almost 60 points in the game. I mean, have mercy. 57 points for those two guys and well over 50% and torching us from downtown. I mean, what were they, 12 of 16? That's harsh. That's 75%. That's harsh. Kind of torched us a little bit. Andrew Wiggins always plays well against the... uh, Toronto Raptors, he had some okay moments, but he did get the triple-double. Uh, did not shoot efficiently, like usual. Uh, Covington, you know, just look at this. You know, I mean, just look at the whole damn thing. You just sit down and, you know, you're, you're two of three, you're four of five in games from downtown, and then you get this BS, where when you're shooting poorly, you just keep, you shoot more. Does, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Seriously. I mean, how many games did Robert Covington go 5 of 7 from the floor, 3 of 4 from downtown, or something like that? It's like, why didn't he shoot more? But then this game, 8 of 20, you know? Yeah, you know, seriously, five of thir- 4 of 13, excuse me, he didn't even make 5. Town- Towns, 1 of 7. Yeah, he's just rusty. Yeah, 12 points. He's he's just rusty. I, I know, yes, I'm sure he is. And I'm not trying to be sarcastic, and you know the real reason why Carl Anthony Towns didn't play well in the game, right? Do you know why? Because it's the same son of a gun with the uh, Memphis Grizzlies that frustrated and shut down Carl Anthony Towns in the past. That would be Mark Gasol. Yes, congratulations on the ring last year. Well deserved. And I say that with sincerity. I like Mark Gasol a lot. I wish he was on the Wolves because what do you think would happen if Mark Gasol is on the Wolves? Carl Anthony Towns would blow up. He would. He would blow up. He'd be free. I'm free. I'm free. Not free falling, but free. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be flying like an eagle. Like I said last uh, episode, he'd be the power forward for the Wolves, and he'd be floating everywhere. He'd get two or three blocks a game. He would get 15 rebounds a game. He would get 29 points a game, and I'm not kidding you. That's what would happen if uh, Marc Gasol was plugged in the middle for the Wolves. I'm not even kidding. And the Wolves' defensive numbers wouldn't suck as bad when Carl Anthony Towns is back starting and playing again. It's the weirdest thing ever, isn't it? It's like they just forget to play defense or something when Carl Anthony Towns is in the in the lineup. Um, I do not understand it. It is an urban legend if I've ever seen one. I do not understand it. Like, Carl's out. The Wolves' point levels are down because the offense isn't the same. You know, when you get Gerald Culver, like, you know, it's like your, you know, Jared Culver had an awesome game, by the way. I mean, tip-ins, catch-and-shoot threes. He got a career high from downtown, but he got a little too excited about it. Ten attempts, that's got to be a career high as well. 26 points for him, two blocks from behind. I mean, one of them from behind. Just an athletic, great play. Carl Culver was beautiful in this game at the end of the day. Uh, half uh, He made half of his shots, 8 of 16, those floaters. And he was taking a lot of catch-and-shoot threes and was great. Shabazz Napier doesn't need to be starting. 26 minutes and two points, he does not need to be starting. Shabazz Napier doesn't need to be starting. Butch, yeah. Can, can I say it again? Gorgie, power forward, center, Gorgie, center, excuse me, center, Gorgie at center, Carl at power forward, and, you know, Robert to the three, Andrew to the two, Culver to the one, Shabazz, spark plug, you know, uh, but back to Carl, I don't even know what I was talking about anymore, I mean, it's just, you know, the defense uh, was spectacular when he was out. And Gorgie was starting in this and that. He comes back. Obviously, the points were in his high, but the points allowed were like 
really unbelievable, like as good as they were in the league pretty much, and pretty much dead last in defense when Carl is in the lineup, which is kind of silly. It shouldn't be that bad. It shouldn't make that much of a difference, but it does. Uh, still a solid game from Gorgi off the bench. Nice to see that he's still getting the good numbers, even with the limited minutes of 18 in the game. Kind of missing uh, Nazreed a little bit, but again, the guy is too trigger-happy from downtown too trigger happy. It's okay to shoot threes, but not like 10, 11 a game when you're like barely, you know, on the roster, you know, Stan Perkins, you know, you look, your game is similar to him. You look like him out there the way you play, but you're not quite there yet, uh, Naz. Just don't don't be too, don't be too trigger happy. That's my big wish. Uh, Culver, though, beautiful game, but ultimately Toronto, after kind of a close back and forth effort, 39 point first quarter, the Wolves played very well for a while, and then the third quarter happened. And the fourth quarter happened, and the, the guards just started torching him from downtown. And those guards, of course, Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry, who's always been very strong against the Timberwolves, historically. Toronto's bench didn't do a whole lot of... Uh, they only made one three-pointer the whole night, but that starting lineup, or at least those two guys, torched the Wolves for 75% from downtown. Good, solid game for them. 53 attempts for the Wolves, though, again, two trigger happy. 50. Did I? Did, I, did you hear that right? 53 attempts for the Wolves. 5-0. You know, in the past, it might be 15, but 50? That's uh, that's too much. Pardon my French. I better clean that up. <laughs> I'm dropping F-bombs here, and I don't even mean to be doing that. Uh, too flippin' much. It's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, um, I don't know. Wolves lose 122 to 112. Let's just keep moving. Uh, they look like Portland, kind of, but better, way better. Uh, Denver Nuggets, they look kind of like a way better Memphis. The defense is good. They can hit some threes. They can do a whole lot of good things. Michael Porter Jr., not Kevin Porter Jr. I could get those two mixed up easily, even though they don't look at all the same. One's a bigger guy, and one's a short guy with big poofy hair who's out with a knee injury for four to six weeks. Against the Wolves, the injury took place. Michael Porter Jr., what a game. Double-double. An embarrassing block on Culver made him look bad. I mean, it looked bad. <laughs> it's just, it's bad. Uh, if you want to look at it, go ahead. It's bad. <laughs> four of eight from downtown as well. A little bit of everything from the guy. Uh, awesome. Four assists. What a nice game for Michael Porter. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Strong performance. Wiggins. It's just he's 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 back. The the I don't know what the hell he's doing out there. Andrew Wiggins is back full force and. The field, goal, the field goal attempts are higher than the points again. It's, it's, it's back. 17 attempts, 15 points. It's just... Ah, and again, Napier's not a starter. Can I keep... I, I gotta keep saying it. It's just the same thing every game. 25, 26 minutes. He puts in good energy. Some nights he'll get double digits. He'll get hot. But that doesn't mean he needs to be starting. You know? It doesn't mean a Kogi needs to be starting either. Look at the energy he brought off the bench. 26 minutes, 16 points. He was good. He was good and solid. He, uh, good effort. A couple of steals. A little bit of everything. What a strong week for Josh Akogi. I mean, he's he's in the conversation now. I'd have to say, uh, Alan Crabb played against Toronto, I believe, but he only made yeah he only made one three in sixteen and a half minutes and was I don't know. He said uh, he had a couple of assists, swinging the ball around for catch and shoots, but that's about it for Alan Crabb. Nothing spectacular. Just again, you know, swinging the ball, which is good. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you, you, your swing sets up a catch and shoot, that's great. That's good basketball. You know, I I love that kind of stuff, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm not too excited. Uh, I guess, nope. Oh, that's right. Alan Crabb was sick against Toronto. That's when I got pissed off. So Alan Crabb's debut, he made a three-pointer. He made a three-pointer. That So this was the game. That's what I thought. Uh, 
he made a three-pointer and, uh, you know, a couple of swing passes helped out. Denver, though, again, another low-scoring game. Minnesota and Denver just play a defensive battle, and Jokic, he continues to remind me of Arvidas Sabonis. To me, he's the closest thing by far. Very similar player, uh, where he can hit threes. He did not make one in this game. He'll get some turnovers. He'll get frustrated over fouls, not being called on his opponent, whoever it is. And, I don't know, but he'll get a double-double every night. And he's just a big, bruising ogre out there, but a very damn talented, big, bruising ogre. Uh, and the other guy, Michael Porter Jr., what a nice game. Again, I already talked about that. Uh, Jokic just kind of brings a little bit of everything. Jokic, Jokic, Jokic. And Will Barton continues to torch us for one of those idiotic, one of those 15 idiotic trades on uh, draft night 2011 with the Houston Sprockets and other teams like that. Oh, man. Brad Miller. Yep, we got Brad Miller for his retirement year, basically. And uh, he retired, basically, uh, right before... Uh, <laughs> uh, Rick Adelman did basically they were old buddies I don't even know what to say anymore I don't know this is you know it wasn't a bad game it wasn't a bad game but it just the whole game you felt like we weren't going to win you know it's one of those not an efficient night you, you know you thought okay we're, we're we can win we can we're within striking distance the whole game we will get a small lead and then you know and then it's just you know it's just not your night you know they hit a three-pointer or you can't miss an you, you can't make an easy shot this and that and you're taking too many stupid shots wiggins one of seven covington one of seven ah crab 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 crab's okay gorgie extremely efficient and it only got 12 and a half minutes 12 and a half minutes for gorgie Zhang. i don't know i mean carl had 29 points and all that 28 points he was good in the game but was he spectacular no I think, you know, I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it sometimes. I love you, Ryan Saunders, but I don't understand this one. And I do love what Ryan Saunders did at halftime and after the Bulls game. I'll leave that as is. Terrible field goal percentage all over the place. I don't know. I felt like we were playing the Memphis Grizzlies again, you know, with Marcus Gasol. Yeah, you know, again. I mean, Marcus Gasol. Like, uh, I, I swear, it's like I go to bed at night and it's like Marcus Gasol, Marcus Gasol. That's uh, that's what it's like. You know, and Carl Anthony Towns, you know, has this fourteen point game because of that, and the Wolves lose ninety seven to ninety six or something to the Memphis Grizzlies, and it just kept happening and kept happening. Or ninety seven to eighty eight. It's like we only got eighty eight points. In, in 2000, whatever, 2018, 19, 20. Ugh, and that's kind of what it was like. Uh, but that's what this game felt like, unfortunately. Frustrating night. And I do believe the weather was not too good that night either. So it didn't help the uh, attendance. I just, I don't even want to get into that. You know, I'm as guilty as, you're, as the rest of you. But with my schedule, I cannot attend games during the week. So it kind of is what it is. Uh, I wish I could get in with a press pass and quit my regular job and have a full-time job covering the Wolves. That'd be a dream come true. Maybe after game podcast, weekly thing like this. Still, this would still be what it is. But like after game podcast, uh, vent line, whatever with you, calling in or something. Or just, uh, you know, vent chat. And then I read your your uh, comments, this and that. That'd be fun. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Uh, make my dreams come true. Somebody out there that might be listening. <laughs> but uh, not so good game on the, uh, what was it, Monday the 20th. In Target Center, Wolves take a small trip to Chicago. Five-hour uh, five hour drive? No, no. It's like a 45-minute flight to Chicago. And United Center, of course, we all know that place where the uh, the, the repeat three-peat, the second three-peat for Michael Jordan, got things going there. 
many years ago. Carl Anthony Towns at 40 points. You know, Andrew Wiggins at 24. They, you know, they played well. They just came up short. <laughs> yeah, they played well, but just came up short. <laughs> no, they played like bleeping sled dogs the whole first half. Ryan Saunders lit them up, as he should have. And they played better in the second half and still lost. You know, <laughs> one thing I'll say about this game, and I got to comment on this, because uh, TNT last night had the uh, Brooklyn Nets and Los Angeles Lakers, which is, you know, nice and everything. But was that not the ugliest group of colors meshed on that TV screen last night? Did it make you feel you're, like you're going blind? That gray court, bright golden yellow jerseys on the Lakers, and then like gray, white, whatever the heck jerseys the Brooklyn Nets were wearing kind of meshed in with that weird court. I felt like I was going blind. I, I really did. Uh, the Wednesday game, <clears throat> CBS Sports, we can say what we want about CBS, but their picture quality is better than any uh, national channel out there. And that's basically what game this was. It was a, it's a CBS channel in Chicago. Chicago. The Wolves' sky blue city jerseys, compared to the classic Bulls' red ones, the Jordan-era uh, red, red jerseys, very aesthetically perceived, uh, very aesthetically <laughs> pleasing in a big way. Looked looked really good. You know, it was, it was calming and comfortable to the eyes. It looked beautiful and clear. So just saying the contrast between that Nets and Lakers game compared to that. But that's about the only thing that pleased me about this game. Sure, 40 points is great. 40 points from Carl? Awesome. Great second half. Four of eight from downtown. You know, it took you 24 attempts to get there, but that's not that bad. Uh, it's really not. Andrew Wiggins, one of six at the free throw line. I mean... <laughs> he did get nine assists in the game and, and stuff, but he had three points in the first half. He had zero points in the first 20 minutes into the frickin' game. Zero points in the first 20 minutes into the frickin' game. Yeah. <laughs> Shabazz Napier was pretty solid, though. I'll give him credit. But again, he could get these points off the bench easily. He, he got 16 points, and that's good. We appreciate that. Doing that, that uh, furious rally by the Timberwolves that they didn't even win the fourth quarter, which is alarming, considering their furious, furious rally in the second half was so impressive. They didn't even win the fourth quarter, which, well, in the closing minutes, when you're doing well, you took a tiny lead finally, a one-point lead, 107-106, and nothing really happened much after that. Just really, you know? <laughs> and shall I get to the quotes here? StarTribune.com, Saunders, angry Ryan Saunders rips into Andrew Wiggins Timber, and Timberwolves after team loses seventh in a row. Coach lights up Wiggins, but team still drops seventh in a row. Well, I appreciate the effort in the second half. Um, yeah, they asked him about it. Ryan Saunders was mad as hell, not going to take it anymore. Uh, who's who's the uh, which one's the columnist? Chris Hine. Yep, good job, Chris. Uh, you're, you're, yeah, I like this guy. Um, okay, so what happened was yes, uh, Ryan Saunders in the post game, uh, you know, press conference was about four or five minutes long. It was, not really a press conference, kind of just a little gathering with a microphone around a guy standing by the wall, which usually is how it is on the road. Uh, he described it as a one-sided conversation. Uh, when they said, it's a conversation, yeah, Ryan Sunder says, you can call it a conversation if you want. It was one-sided. I was the only guy talking. Uh, they say he was directed his ire at Andrew Wiggins. <sighs> Andrew Wiggins' comment afterwards about, uh, well, they asked him what did Ryan Sunder say or what happened there. He says he was yelling at me a lot of the time. I needed it. The first half was a bad first half. I wasn't aggressive. I was settling. I feel like in the second half, I was just a little more aggressive. Tried to go, tried to get downhill, which, okay, is a quote, I guess, nowadays. Creating for guys 
and do whatever I could to help the team win. And yes, nine assists, commendable second half. But why why do you have to be so crappy and settling in the first half? I think that's what we should call Andrew Wiggins now. You know how the silent assassin? We should call him the settler. Because, you know, remember these funny commercials that were on like a year or two ago? Don't be a settler. Where it was like, you know, like kind of making a joke where it's some guy with a pioneer hat and a stagecoach and, you know, whatever, 1840s or whatever, you know, gold rush, whatever. Don't be a settler. Well, Andrew, you better get that cowboy hat going and uh, or whatever the heck they wore way back in the 1840s. <laughs> I shouldn't even talk, be talking like that about it, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Just have that stagecoach going, you know, and uh, be a settler, I guess. That's Should that be his new nickname? Because the settler's back. Or how about this? When he does play super well, and he is the silent assassin, I will call him the silent assassin. But when he plays like crap, I'm going to call him the settler. Was he the settler against the Denver Nuggets when he was 6 or 17? Yes. Andrew Wiggins was the settler. He, he was the settler. That, that's his new nickname that'll be added to his silent assassin. So it's a tale of two people. It's a split personality. You got the settler and the silent assassin, the ninja who'll, who'll cut your throat, you know, and <laughs> he's spectacular. You know, he's Ninja Gaiden out there. You know, he's Ryu, whatever. Uh, and then he's the settler. Where he's just, you know, he's planting a stake in the ground. We're here. Yes. I'm just going to keep taking this crappy shot. And, oh, I missed. That's okay. Back down the court. Like, I used to make fun of him against the Houston Rockets in the playoffs. Uh, After a couple of good games, games one and two, it was da-da-da-da-da-da. That's settling. When you hear me making that sound effect out of my mouth. Um, Really annoying. Interesting quote here, too, from Andrew Wiggins. Every night we want to play for him as hard as we can for him. And that first half, we didn't do it. We had to fix it. Then just do it. I, and I know you can't be gung-ho every second. You'd have a heart attack. I understand that. I get that. You'd get injured. You'd pull this. You'd pull that. But, I mean, my goodness. You know, at least make it look like you're playing hard sometimes. You know, I mean, I and, and again, I, I know you can't be a thousand percent Game 7 of the NBA Finals, final, final like 30 seconds, final two minutes here, gunning, going for the glory uh, at the end, uh, you know, and all that. But, uh, I mean, it's a big difference when the settler shows up. Andrew the settler shows up. It's not a good thing. <clears throat> it's not a good thing. It's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. It's not pretty, man. Ryan Sanders said, oh, I like Ryan Sanders. Ryan Saunders said, I like the second half. I, I, I love the way he talked. Uh, he looked like a completely different guy. <laughs> Should I imitate how he said? I like the second half. Hated the first half. You're not going to win games like that. We're not a very good basketball team right now. You know, I I like Ryan Saunders. You know, you could actually hear a teeny bit of flip in his voice. A little bit. It's a little bit there. Um, there's a tiny hint of flip in there. Uh, and this was the quote that pissed me off, and it pissed Dan Barrero off too. <laughs> On the uh, you know the afternoon show in KFAN. This did not sit well with me. A lot of you out there with your green and blue shades, blue shades, whatever, whether they're sky blue, they're dark blue, they're green, they're blue, they're black, whatever shades the Timberwolves colors are, take the frickin' things off and read this quote and read it and listen to what it says. Understand. Read it and understand what it says to you. We're receptive. You know, and this is regarding uh, Ryan Saunders getting mad and he said it's the second time this season that he blew up at us. Okay, so we're receptive because we're, ta- we're willing to take criticism, constructive criticism. We're willing to take those kinds of days and use it as motivation. 
not to take it out a, a wrong way. That's a testament to these guys in the locker room who are putting their pride and their ego to the side for the betterment of the team. Oh, there's a difference. Shut up! And okay, so here's the thing. It sounds cute if you're wearing shades. But if you take the shades off, you're, and you, you know you don't see every, you know, or say you put the uh, the good shades on, where you notice all the signs on the on the all the billboards say obey, obey, like listen, you know, obey, you know, like you're following the system here. No, you got to wake up, guys. Take the take the take the red pill here. <laughs> take the red pill. Just put that blue pill away somewhere else. Let some of my other idiot have it. This is not good. It's just like okay, well, we're willing to listen. Yeah. We're paying you how much money to just to listen to criticism, or, or how about how about you don't have a little bit of sense of pride out there? We're losing to bleep in Chicago, and we're playing like garbage. We're not even attempting to like beat. We're not even like showing a a, an, a legitimate effort out here. Take some personal pride. Like this is bullcrap. We should be kicking these guys' butts, or at least well beating them. We should at least be ahead in the game, whether it's five points or fifteen rather than going out there and just kind of the, the old settler, you know, the, the the homesteader, blah, 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 the beautiful old stagecoach, 1849. We're going to get some, we're going we're gonna to look for that gold, you know, that type of thing. Well, Carl, it ain't 1849 anymore. No time to be settling, <laughs> that type of thing. Um, and it's nice. It, you know, did, did it have to take Ryan Saunders blowing up at you to play better against the bleeping bulls? I mean, and, and and are you in any position right now to say, oh, it's the Bulls, we'll, we'll catch up, we'll be okay, as in settling and then turning it on in the second half? Are you in any position? No, you'd lost six games in a row, and how many games uh, total, basically? And after the Indiana game, the Wolves had lost eight straight games with Carl Anthony Towns in the lineup. After the Indiana game, so chalk it up to 11 now, and had not won a game with Carl Anthony Towns in the lineup uh, since before Thanksgiving. Amazing statistic there. Uh, Covington also had something else to say. Where was he? That was the most upset that I've ever seen him. Yeah, and you could see it in his face, uh, Ryan, after the game. He sparked that second half pretty much because of how he came into the locker room during that halftime. He just put a fire under people. And he had to. And you know what? Good for Ryan Saunders. Good for Ryan Saunders. Good. Good. Uh, That's good. But again, I mean, you're just, you're accepting that, you, you know, you're accepting criticism. It's good. It's good. That's good and everything. But why not, like, wake up and get to a point where he doesn't even have to do that? Like, that shouldn't even have to happen. It shouldn't even have to happen if you really have any sense of pride out there. Uh, it's just, that, that quote kind of set me off. I was like, what the hell is he saying? What the hell is he saying? I, I couldn't even believe it. I'm not even sure I'm wording it the way I want to right now. I, <laughs> when I first heard it, I had a lot more to say. I wish I recorded it then. Uh, it's just, uh, that just comes off as, like, seriously... You know, oh yeah, well we're we're willing to take it. Yeah, we're willing to take criticism. Yeah, you know that's just you know that's just part of the game. You know, we're 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 willing to take it. We're accepting it. No, there's more to you than that, and Andrew Wiggins than that. There has to be more. If they, if that's all it is, if that's all you are, then I don't see you as a winner. I don't see it, and I'm extremely annoyed with that. Let's pray to God in heaven that that is not the case. Please, Carl, don't be this person that I'm thinking you might be right here by reading that quote. It that bugs me really bad. It doesn't doesn't look good. Doesn't look good at all. Um, Wiggins wraps things up. How, how did he say? Uh, oh, and the way he uh, yeah, the way Ryan Saunders uh, the look on his face when he said this. Ryan Saunders will say this first. He says I was happy with how he played in the second half, but then his face changed. 
from kind of a semi-annoyed poker face to a, like a, <laughs> you know, godfather look. I expect that out of Andrew moving forward. I loved what I saw there. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. So he's not just this nice guy. Where Wiggins, for his part, said, uh, he's a nice guy, so it takes a lot for him to get mad, and I feel like we want to play for him. Okay, yep, this is, uh, we all like him, enjoy him as a coach and everything. We can relate to him. Every night we want to play for him as hard as we can. And that first half we didn't do it, we had to fix it. <sighs> yeah, well, I don't know. Some, you know, yeah, if you like him so much, you can do better than that. Stop settling, Andrew, please. Stop settling. Okay, i got to go take a shower now. I'm all covered in sweat. Not really, but almost. A little bit. I can feel a little bit going on right now. That was, uh, that was really something. So I feel for Ryan Saunders right now. And guys, Carl, Andrew, whoever else, great effort to Kogi, this and that every night. Just uh, don't settle. You know, take... <laughs> I don't know. Follow the example set by Josh Akoki. He plays hard. He plays He plays hard and uh, the energy all the time. The talent level isn't at Andrew and Carl's level. If they can bring a little bit, something closer to Akoki, that would be really nice. I mean, see really something going on. Well, with that said, we'll take a break. We're going to preview three games heading into the month of February and all that. And, well, just keep going from there. Hey, fellow settler, what you doing over there? And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, you pesky varmints. Uh, we are <laughs> going to... Preview three games as we head into the month of February and wrap up the month of January, which is really all that's going on here. Uh, we get to play the Rockets again. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, it's always the best matchup ever. You know, we always kick their butts. It's easy. Easy. Houston, Minnesota, easy. They're, 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 they're wusses, you know. 24th of uh, January today, Target Center. It's Target Center. Yeah. I don't even, I don't know. Harden's not been playing very well. He's been kind of a mess. and God knows what's going on there other than it's just James Harden. Uh, we only lost by 30 last time in Houston. We lost by 20 in the target center. So what's the round number going to be this time? 25, 30, 10? Will we keep it within 10 and say that we uh, played a good second half at least? Is that what's next? Are we going to settle in the first half and then have a furious rally in the second half and still lose by 10 or something? Is that what it's going to take? I don't know. Um, we all know who the Houston Rockets are. This and that. James Harden, Russell Westbrook. He's missed a few games this year. Surprise, surprise. Ben Lem, uh, Ben McLemore has been kind of the main co- constant with Houston all season. He's played the most games. But uh, Harden averages 36 points a game and such. His three-point percentage has dropped a lot. He's attempting, like, I don't know, a crazy amount of threes. Uh, he he missed 73s in a small stretch recently. He's missed a lot of three-pointers. He struggled, but he takes way too many. I don't really want the Wolves to head this direction where, yeah, we'll win some games, but never win anything, like, significant. That's what I'm afraid of with Houston. I don't want to get too Houston-ish, so to speak. Unless we have Clint Capella on the roster, that'll be okay. Uh, you know, he averages about two blocks, 14 points, 14 rebounds. Does anybody have an idea who my favorite Houston Rocket is? Can you guess? Is it A, Clint Capella, B, Clint Capella, 
C, Clint Capella, or D, all the above? That's my favorite Houston Rocket. Yeah, I think that's an easy choice. <laughs> yes, uh, those are my three favorite Houston Rockets right there. Uh, Clint Capella, Clint Capella. Yeah, okay, you get the idea. Um, well, I mean, we all know who they have. They've lost four games. You know, they had lost four games in a row before beating Denver fairly impressively. 121-105, they lost to Memphis. Man, that team's getting good. Your team's getting good, Hank McCoy. Your team's getting good. Hank McCoy. I just called him Hank McCoy again. Wayno, Wayne Hunt, yes, host of the Courtside Podcast. We'll be talking about that more and more and more. What an awesome show most recently. He had some comments about Wiggins and all over the place. Uh, Vince Germano had a lot to say about the Brooklyn Nets and what they're going to turn out to be in the next couple of years. Boy, you better check that out because I agree with him. Should I give a hint? Would it spoil things? But uh, let's just say he's not, uh, he doesn't have a very bright uh, outlook for the uh, Brooklyn Nets coming up forward. Kyrie Irving, yeah, Kyrie Irving's no good. Let's just say he's just no good. He he really is. He can play basketball. He can he's he's good at basketball, but there's something missing, boy. There really is. Other than that uh, beautiful sniper shot he hit against the Golden State Warriors in Game Seven, which I'll never ever forget because it was one of the happiest days of my life as a basketball fan. Let's just leave that as is. It was it was a wonderful moment. But other than that, it's not been good ever since. Memphis Grizzlies, they lost to the Memphis Grizzlies by 11. This is the Rockets now. The Rockets lost to Memphis by 11. Yeah, and I know. I don't like the Rockets, but they win a lot of games. And like I said, they're going to win a lot of games in the regular season. And here come the playoffs, and what's going to happen? One of the L.A. teams is going to knock them out in the second round. You know, something like that. One of the two will knock them out. The Lakers or the Clippers will win the Western Conference. I'm just, I'm sorry. It's going to happen. Portland Jailblazers? No, Portland Trailblazers have been playing pretty good lately, but got beat handily by Dallas last night. Wow. Uh, 47 points by uh, Damian Lillard, by the way, too. 10-point loss to Portland at home for Houston. The Lakers, no huge surprise, beat the Rockets, which will happen in the playoffs as well. 124-115. And the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are actually pretty good, too. We get to play them next. Uh, They beat the Rockets by 5 in Houston. That's impressive. Very impressive win for Oklahoma City. Four losses in a row for the Sprockets. And then they get to visit us tonight in the Target Center. Wolves versus Rockets is not a good matchup. It just isn't. And, oh, we're just looking up to them because they're so great. I don't want to be the Rockets, Gerson. I don't want to be the Rockets. We could be similar, but please have your own wrinkle. I don't want to be the Rockets because they're not going to win a championship, Gerson. They're not going to win a championship. They're not. And I don't think 53-point attempts is going to win a championship either. I don't care who you have on your team. Unless you you know, unless you know, have Larry Bird, Steph Curry, and Ray Allen all on the same roster, which, how many times does that happen? Oh. That's about it. Uh, cricket time right there. Uh, it's not going to happen. So, just 53-point attempts is, like, yeah, dumb. Uh, Houston beats the Wolves by 20. They're just going to beat the Wolves by 20. I mean, what else is there to say? <sighs> They're going to give up 100,000 points again. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll get that inspired effort, this and that. I don't think we're going to beat the Rockets. It's just depressing. Eight losses in a row. I, you know, I hate this so much, but it, it is what it is. The Rockets are going to score like 125, 129. Wolves wind up with like 119, something like that. Maybe we'll get within 10. Maybe we will score a lot of points. I think we will if, it's, if Carl's in the lineup. He'll get his 35 points, which I do believe will happen, by the way. But uh, the Wolves come up short, as cute as that sounds. They lose by 10 to 15 to the Rockets. I mean, you could say 20, but I think Rockets do get 129 in the game. Uh, doesn't feel good, does it? 
It just doesn't, but that's what's going to happen. Oklahoma City Thunder, is it time to finally beat these Sons of Biscuits? I hope so. Uh, this is a home game for the Wolves. Oklahoma City is just the most annoying team ever. Uh, you got to love SAG. That guy's a good player. I'd love to have him on the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's another one of those guys you identify on these other teams, and it's like, oh boy, what would it take to get him? And it would take a lot, unfortunately. He was, he was a legitimate first-round pick. Not like a star, but a very legitimate player. We've had some entertaining close games against this team forever. That 117-104 game on the 13th, not that long ago, last last episode of Timberwolves Explosion was not a good game. It, it was bad. It, it just was bad. I mean, you know, that was not a good game. Um, very entertaining overtime game of the Wolves should have won and then choked away and the stupid Jersey Tuck bullcrap didn't help at all. The Wolves should have won that game. Uh, they We still should have won that game, even with that bullcrap technical foul. But we didn't. We just didn't, and that's kind of created quite a spiral. Uh, the Wolves were on a losing streak. We were going to end it with a nice road win, and who knows what would have happened after that. And it, whatever happened after that didn't happen. Like Whatever we thought could happen didn't happen. Um, Mr. Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder's been playing very well lately. He had a couple of big games. His average is now up to almost 19 a game. He's been playing great. Chris Paul has been hanging in there. Knock on wood for his sake. Though all of us hate his guts right now. 17 points a game. He's He's been popping up a bit. He's kind of like about where he was with Houston. Um, and would I like to have him on the Wolves roster? Yes. With that contract, no. But if he could be on the roster with the more reasonable contract, yes. But unfortunately, that just doesn't work. Once uh, the contract is signed to the NBA, you're, you know, screwed. Danilo Gallinari, yep, he always beats the Wolves. Chris Paul always beats the Wolves. But I got a sneaky, creak, sneaky feeling that the Wolves might actually win this game. Um, they might. Oklahoma City's, you know, they're they're decent. They're not great. They're 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 decent. They're what they are. Uh, they've had their moments. They've won three out of their last five. They lost two in a row to Toronto, Miami. Not too surprising. Beat Portland by a lot, thirteen. That's pretty good. Beat Houston, as I said recently, and and squeezed past Orlando on the road by six. They will host the Hawks and then come to Target Center. So a back-to-back for both clubs. So it's an even matchup that way. I think the Wolves win this game. I think the Wolves have an inspired effort. I think Andrew Wiggins has one of his best games of the year. Upper 30s to low 40s in the game. Andrew Wiggins is going to have that game where everybody's going to be like, See, I told you so. I told you so. There's the silent assassin. Well, let's just put it this way. The settler will take a day off and the silent assassin will be punched in. The, 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 he'll be punched in. Hopefully the Silent Assassin punches in more often, but I got a feeling the Settler will punch in against Houston. That's my guess. But the Silent Assassin will return versus the OKC Thunder, and I think he's going to have one of his best games of the year. Upper 30s, low 40s, and the Wolves <laughs> defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder at Target Center. <laughs> yep, I'm saying this for real by a final score of something along the likes of 125. To 122, Andrew Wiggins, 38 to 42 points in the game, and the Wolves win. And the uh, the uh, occasional owner of the Oklahoma City Thunder returns. And uh, there you go. That's his other punch card, his other business card, owner of the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Sacramento Kings, Andrew has usually played very well against them as well. Uh, I love this matchup. It's always been fun. I, I just, I like playing Sacramento. It's fun. You know, it's a fun matchup. They're, they're, they're kind of a cool team. they got a future. Uh, unfortunately, Rashawn Holmes, I don't even know how you say that one, Rashawn Holmes, 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 is out still. He's been banged up a bit, unfortunately. Uh, he's been out a couple of weeks. He looks like he's going to be out maybe a total of a month, so a couple more weeks. Uh, Buddy Healed, Buddy Healed is, uh, 
well, doing what he does, leading the team in scoring with 20, 20 points a game. Darren Fox has been out for a, a long time. He got injured actually against the Wolves, so guys get hurt, just like Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, a little while ago. Harrison Barnes is what he is, a good, solid, kind of an overall type of guy. because He's a veteran already, which is hard to believe. Trezor, Trevor Ariza was traded away to the Portland Trailblazers. Had a pretty good game last night. 21 points, but in a loss. Uh, Belitza has been one of the best players in the Kings. He can scorch that net. The Wolves could use him right now like they could, like they need to breathe. They could really use Nemanja Belitza right now. 43 points a game. 43, uh, 43 three-point percentage, pardon me. 12 points. He's a double-double kind of guy, but uh, he doesn't always get the double-double. He averages about seven rebounds a game. I love what he does. I love Nemanja. I want him on the Wolves. I wish we could have him, but I don't know how much Sacramento would want. He's a good, valuable, solid player. Sacramento's not ready to compete for the playoffs. The Minnesota Timberwolves are not ready to compete for the playoffs. In fact, we have an identical record of 15 and 29. So something's got to give. Something's got to give, right? We're going to play in the Kings, you know? Something's got to give. It's a, I don't know. It's a fun matchup. I think as much as I ragged on the Timberwolves, I think there's a pretty legitimate shot. The Wolves go 2-1 and one in this uh, this week. But I don't know. It's just as quite possible that we go 0-3. But I think the Wolves win at least one. And if they do win one, it'll be this one. Wolves ended their losing streak in a just an abomination of a game the day after Christmas Day versus Sacramento in Sacramento in the, uh, in the t- in tomato country there in uh, beautiful Sacramento. Um, I think the Wolves win this game. I think we're a slightly better team, despite Sacramento's probably more fun to watch at times, especially when Darren Fox is healthy. But unfortunately for them, I mean, it's been a it's been a snide. It's been a big snide. They've lost five in a row at least. Uh, they've struggled mightily. Uh, lost, got hammered by an awful Detroit team, 127-106 most recently. Uh, they play the Bulls before they play Minnesota three days later. Uh, they lost to Orlando on the 13th by two. Oof. They lost to Dallas by four. Those are close games, but they lost and then got destroyed by Utah. Lost to Miami by five. Respectable effort. And again, like I said, oof, 21 point loss to the Detroit Pistons. The malice at the Palace there for uh, Sacramento. It was uh, not a good game for the Kings. Darren Fox is back. I just wanted to make a confirmation of that. Uh, Belitza's been a starter. He's been a good, solid small power forward. He's just a forward, I guess you could say. But no uh, Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes, he's a huge loss. Huge freaking loss. That guy's one of my favorite players in the NBA right now. Um, huge loss. And that's why another reason I think the Wolves should be able to win the game. Derek Rose actually led the Pistons with 22 points and 11 assists. That's pretty interesting. Nice night for him. Because he's been the starting point guard for the Pistons. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, good, good for him though. Good for him. Good job, uh, Derek Rose. For the Pistons. We'll get back to them at some point. They've been pretty lousy, though. Uh, I think the Wolves beat the Sacramento Kings, though. Fairly lower scoring game. Fairly lower scoring, like 115 to 107, something like that. I think it'll be a good, solid win for the Wolves. Wiggins, or Wig, or whatever you want to call him, ends up scoring like 25, 28. Carl Anthony Towns gets like 32, 33, something along the lines. So I want to see uh, Gorgie Zhang in there. He had a massive game last time around. Uh, Wiggins didn't even play in the last time. Actually, he did. He did, but he had an awful game. That was right before he was out for a long time with sickness. Uh, he probably was sick in that game. I mean, 4 of 19 is terrible. So symptoms of some sort were taken over that young man's body at that stage. He was awful from the field goal range, but he led the team nicely. He was like a point forward, point point forward, point guard in that game. 
Uh, it wasn't very good. He was actually very solid in every other statistic except his shooting, which would be nice if he could make more shots. Did get to the free throw line and did well. Uh, I want to see Gorgie get a ton of minutes in this game, though. Significant minutes in the game. I loved how he played against Sacramento. He's the main reason he won that game uh, with that set. So Minnesota wins 115-107 over the Sacramento Kings and goes 2-1, and one, or maybe we lose to Oklahoma City in a fairly close game. We'll see. But uh, Houston's not going to be a win for the Wolves. And if it is, wow. Uh, I didn't get to the, uh, I never actually got to the Alva Wolf and Johnny Flynn Memorial in segment number one. The Alpha Wolf for last week's show, it's going to go to Culver and Akogi. Great effort, good, solid games. Both of those guys did really well. Uh, First-round picks back-to-back years here with uh, Kogi leading into Culver this year. Those two guys both earned it with their effort and solid play. The Johnny Flynn Memorial is going to go to the other two guys of Carl and Andrew because of the crappy settler-type behavior. The numbers were good. Carl had 40 points. I'm giving a Johnny Flynn Memorial to a guy that scored 40 points. Yeah, because because of the, the settling. And because of, like, oh, well, you know, we accept the criticism. I don't like that kind of talk. I want to see something a little bit better than that. And I know you can only get fiery every now and then. A lot of people might think that's fake, too. But um, sometimes I think it is. And, well, I think it's further proof that it is sometimes when you see quotes like that. You know, you take it all in stride. Oh, you know, I'm not going to accept losing. Da, 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 da. And then you come back with quotes like that. Well, which, you know, to me that's kind of like, ah, uh, you know. I don't take either side seriously. You really shouldn't. You know what you should take seriously? The result. The actions. Actions speak louder than words. The actions. Good for him getting the 40 points in the end, but the first half was, you know, not that good. And Andrew especially. The first half was pathetic, putrid, awful. He's the more deserving of the Johnny Flynn Memorial than Carl, but that quote bugged me, and and it kind of adds it in. I'm going to mostly give it to Andrew, but it's like a lighter version to Carl. Whereas the... uh, Alva Wolf's going to, uh, it's a well-deserved uh, award for Kogi and Culver. With that said, let's get to some fan interaction if there is any. I think it's a quiet week, but we'll see. back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction segment, and there is some indeed, which is nice, which is great. Uh, so first of all, we go to the Twitter account, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion for Twitter. I want to thank Levi Brown, Tene Brown, and Vinrock, Vince Germano, for retweeting the most recent show. That's awesome. Can't thank you guys enough always for that. Vinrock, Vince Germano is from Melbourne, Australia. He is a part of the Courtside Podcast with Wayne O, Wayne Hunt, Vinrock, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, Wayne Hunt, and Stu Benson are from Sydney, Australia. Stu Benson and Vinrock, Vince Germano are Lakers fans. Wayne Hunt is a Memphis fan, but it is an overall basketball show, the Courtside Podcast, one of the best shows on the planet, if not the best. In fact, I would say it is the best basketball show ever. (laughs) It really is. I've been listening to it since 2012. They started it in, was it 2010 or 2011? Uh, But it was quite a while ago. Uh, we're, we're all old school. Mine started in 2008. I'm not trying to brag and like, yeah, mine's even older, but maybe it isn't. I could be wrong, but it, it was a while back, definitely. And they were the, as they say, they were the only basketball podcast continuing things rolling forward during that lockout. Now, to be fair, me and Marcus the Forecaster did do State of the Timberwolves 2011 Part 2 during the lockout, but it was one show, one. 
it got like crazy numbers because fans were were like, oh my god, basketball conversation. So it was one of those where people were desperate for any type of basketball talk. And me and Marcus had a fun one, but uh, obviously Courtside Podcast did just a crazy good job during that lockout. And hard to believe that was already nine years ago. What? Well, it was late 2011, so. Still probably like eight years ago, I guess. Because it's late 2011 and early, yeah, whatever. The lockout was over at this point, and we were very excited to finally get some basketball in January 2012. And uh, about that time, in July, June, July is when I bumped into that courtside podcast, and woo-wee, what a gem. What a gem. What a gem it's always been. Uh, what a gem indeed. Um, <clears throat> love you guys out of Australia. And then Tanae Brown and Levi Brown are out of New Zealand. They are just awesome guys out of there as well. Here we go. So Wolves Explosion. Here's an interesting uh, video here from Vince Germano right now. Lakers Pies Browns, right? That's his title on his Twitter account, at Vinrock44, by the way. So he's tweeting out at the NBL. Marcus once called it the No Baller League, which is kind of mean. Look at you, Marcus. He's making fun of it because Johnny Flynn was there. That's why. He says, do the right thing, Australia. Make Simmons an all-star again. (laughs) <laughs> Make Simmons an all-star again. Voting closes at 3.29 at the time today. Australia timed there. Ben Simmons to the all-star game. Yep. So that would be classic. It's some Australian all-stars in there. Yep, definitely crazy. Pascal Siakam's going to be starting. That's pretty cool uh, over there. But uh, no, Pascal Siakam is not Australian, unfortunately. But uh, he is an awesome player. Awesome player. I uh, love Australians very much, obviously. So we'll move forward there. Thank you, Vinrock. That's a cool video there. Awesome. Classic video. Loved it. Uh, Tanae Brown, this was again during that awful, 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 awful Chicago game. Wolf shot 13 of 24 from the charity stripe. See, 13 of 24 from the floor, it's like, okay, sure. It's above 50%. The charity stripe. As in the free throw line, this is, this is freaking terrible. But that, yeah, that's freaking terrible. 13 of 24 from the free throw line. Levi says, yeah, LOL. Oh, my. <laughs> you know, I didn't even mention that on the last show, but that's fine. That's that's what you're for. That's what you're there for, to help me out, right? And you did a great job there. <laughs> Thank you for that. I didn't even mention that. And it's like, because I was ranting about the 53-point attempts, and, and it's just, uh, who was that against, David? I think it was Toronto. What the crap, man? That Bulls game really did get a lot of material for this show, I'm telling you. So we move forward. Levi Brown says, and his career account is at Levi WB. The game against the Bulls was the Wolves and Wiggins summed up. Half the game was one of Wiggins' worst worst ever games. Then the second half, him and Cat combining together seemed unstoppable. We are just so inconsistent. And yes, that's the problem. That's the problem. Too inconsistent. It's ridiculous. Uh, Levi, I think Tanay responds to it. Yes, he liked it. And there's a thread. Oh, no, Levi kind of kept the conversation going instead. He said, uh, I have to say I'm impressed with the Thunder this year. Looks like they'll lock in the 7th or 8th seed at worst. CP3 has really led the team well, and Schroeder is a 6th-man contender. I think he is very much in contention. He's been awesome. I guess it's between Memphis, Portland, and Spurs to get the last playoff spot in the West. And yeah, Memphis has been wonderful. Portland's dangerous sometimes, but they're inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Spurs are kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of, you know... They're kind of at a point where it's just like, you know, it's been too long. 
before you know it, it's going to be like the Detroit Red Wings, where they made the playoffs like 20-some years in a row, and then finally it's just, they're just not making the playoffs anymore. You know, it's just, it's it's over. Like, too many too many people have left over the years, and the, repla- and the guys that replaced them just aren't as good. And, well, they're focused on the draft, and a couple of years later, maybe they'll be good again. We'll see. Make San Antonio great again. But, uh, <laughs> that's funny. But um, that's the Twitter account. Thank you again, guys. At Wolves Explosion, do give that a like and follow, or follow, basically, and join that and conversate with me. And keep them coming, Levi Tene, Vinrock, Vince Germano. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Keep it coming. You're carrying this show in a lot of ways, especially in this segment. I had this loaded up. There is a couple of posts from Vinrock, Vince Germano, or I'll just call him Vince Germano now at this point, uh, on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, and again, welcome to anybody that might be a new listener from TuneIn Radio, possibly. I mean, generally speaking, it might be just, you know, same listeners, but moving around, which is totally fine. Maybe they're like, I like TuneIn Radio better than than Apple or, or Google or whatever the heck else, which is totally fine. It is what it is, but maybe, maybe, just maybe somebody new is coming in from TuneIn Radio. Because that's the only app they use, and and wow, there's a cool new there's a new Timberwolves show that isn't new at all. It says uh, <laughs> original unofficial Timberwolves podcast from 2008. Yeah, which is what this is. Let's move forward. Vinrock Germano, I keep calling him Vinrock. Vince Germano says it has it has to start on the defensive end with the Wolves. Is Saunders a defensive minded coach? If Jared Allen, oh excuse me, if if not, get an assistant who will teach defense. Uh, really, that's that's Vanderpool, though. Um, the Timberwolves' top assistant, Vanderpool, is a defensive coach. He came from the Portland Trailblazers. So we do have that kind of guy. But still, it's just, uh, I mean, throughout the decades, it seems like. It seems like this team, I mean, Tom Thibodeau was a defensive-minded coach, and the defense still stunk. So some guys are just kind of the way they are, it seems like. I don't know, like almost unteachable on defense, it seems like. Of course, uh you know, we all know how Thibodeau was a little bit too much. A little too hands-on with that defense. Switch! Every couple of seconds, stupid mother blinker! You know, so. Um, also, Jarrett Allen would be a great start defensively to put at the five to release Towns to the four. Surely, Jarrett Allen is available. He's getting inconsistent minutes, and Kyrie is his point guard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know how you feel about Kyrie, and I don't disagree with you. Would I be would I be a fan of Jared Allen coming to the Timberwolves? Yes. Anybody who can play center and move Carl to the four, I am I'm in favor of that possibility because you know what would happen? Carl would be better. He'd he get more blocked shots. You know, I could just keep saying it. He, unfortunately, he'd probably shoot even more threes. But then again, how could he possibly shoot more threes? But he'd be able to move around some more. Uh, and he could play down low as well. If he completely ignores his inside game, he's he's a wasted talent. A complete waste of talent if he's just playing on the perimeter. You're not Luka Doncic, you know. Just, you know, play your game, Carl. Play your game, damn it. With with threes included, to keep the defense honest. Wayne Hunt jumps on board says, hot seat, hot seat. Also, I'm totally on board with Jared Allen. Makes sense. I'd package Wiggins and whoever at Brooklyn to bring in Jared Allen and Spencer Dinwiddie. And with applause following that. Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah. You know, it's like bringing a couple of Nets there, just like uh, Alan Crabb. I always liked Alan Crabb with the Nets, and everyone else, not so much. With Portland, he's okay, though, too. So far with us, not much to say. Very lame sample size. Not only small, but lame. Uh, Jared Allen, I've always liked him, and I like that 70s look that he has to him. I love that. It looks like he's a good baller from the 70s. Spencer Dinwiddie is a, is a sharpshooter, and 
got a lot of energy and he's got a lot of game. I like him a lot. Would the Nets be willing to make that move? Uh, well, I don't know. Sadly, maybe, well, maybe that's where Gorgie could get included in a trade and he could start for the Nets full-time. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Maybe that's where you move Gorgie. That type of thing. I haven't looked at the uh, trade machine for that. I probably should have. I should. I wish. I, you know, sometimes I should look at this stuff before. <laughs> sometimes I should look at this stuff before I uh, <laughs> before before I start the show. That might be smart. There's a lot of NBA trade machines, aren't there? So you got the Wolves. I'm gonna kind of almost screw around to this right now, just for a couple seconds. There's Wiggins. Let's bring in those New Jersey Nets. No, Brooklyn Nets, as we like to say. Doing things on the fly. Let's let's get Kyrie Irving for 38... No, that's okay. Spencer Dinwiddie, okay. To the Timberwolves. Andrew Wiggins to the Nets. And Alan Crabb cannot be traded. Oh, man! Well, that's because he was just traded. Where is that guy? Where is he? Where are you, Gorgie? Where are you, Gorgie? You, you know where... You know what's going to happen. Okay, so... How much money's going over? Shit, Gorgie. Boy, that's too much money. $43 million. We need 30 coming back. Jared Allen's not making $30 million. He's making two. So, yeah, this can't work. Okay, Gorgie, you're out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot of money that would have to come back to the Timberwolves. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be kind of funny. That actually might be what would happen. But then we'd have too many big men. DeAndre Jordan. Okay, that's... Are you kidding me? That's it? Wow. Oh, that's not that far off. And we got to move out uh, one of the cheaper contracts here. Probably, they'd probably want Nas Reed, which would be a bummer. Noah Vundla, $2 million. They'd probably, I don't think the trade could even happen. Maybe. That's yeah, $7 million apart. Let's try it. I'm guessing it can't happen. Nope. Too much money. Too much money. Dinwiddie, come on. Where's your contract? <laughs> uh, where's your contract, Dinwiddie? So, it is, yeah, that's the problem. Trading Andrew Wiggins is not going to be easy. If you're going to get Dinwiddie and Jared Allen, it's going to have to be something else, unfortunately, I think. Maybe Gorgie instead, that type of thing. Uh, let's get rid of Wiggins, because that's just too much. That's not going to happen. Oh, what just happened? Oh, it's going to Gorgie's page. I don't know why I would do that. Oh, I clicked on the link. That would help. 18 and 22. I don't really want DeAndre Jordan. 12 million, that's too far apart. God almighty. Too far. Because you'd think they'd probably want to unload DeAndre Jordan. They're, they don't have a whole lot. Chris Levert, there you go. That's a uh, Karis, Karis Levert. That would be a good one, right? They'd never do that. Uh, probably can't even trade, uh, include Von Lay, so we'll get rid of that. Probably don't want to. Uh, Gorgie Zhang, and it's about $3 million difference, approximately a little over that. Let's see if that is accepted. Yes, it is. So Dinwiddie and Allen for Gorgie Zhang. I'm guessing they would say, get the bleep away from us and stuff. That's probably what would happen. Because they wouldn't do that. Um, they wouldn't do it. The, the Nets wouldn't do that, probably. I don't think they like Gorgi enough. But, I don't know. Because Dinwiddie's pretty good, obviously. He's only got one year left, too. He's an expiring... <sighs> Robert Covington, maybe. Ah, sweeten the pot a little bit. Sweeten the pot. It's Robert Covington. I don't even know if they'd... Yeah, actually, they would. If you're going to have Kyrie and Ka Kevin Durant, maybe throw in Covington... 27 million right there. And then we got to include uh, someone else. So uh, coming back to us, maybe you get DeAndre Jordan. And that's about a $4 million difference. And that trade's successful. So possibly Dinwiddie, DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen for Gorgie and Covington. That that might be where I'd lean with the Brooklyn Nets. <sighs> Would they do it? Maybe, maybe not. 
Uh, Gorgie and Covington are pretty good players. Uh, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan. He's got four years remaining, but that's not that much. And he's, he's you know he's a good player. Uh, he's a pretty good player. He, you know you lose Gorgie, this and that. Gosh, the Wolves have too much freaking salary, don't they? Uh, all all the money in Brooklyn is tied up in uh, Kyrie and Kevin. The, the, those two guys, yeah, let's just leave that as is. Uh, I guess that's where I'm leaning at this stage. 18 bleeping million for uh, Alan Crabb. Oof, 18 and a half. So Covington and Gorgie for Dinwiddie, Jordan, and Allen works. If you want to get Dinwiddie and Jared Allen at the end of the day, you have to bring back uh, DeAndre Jordan, which you know is a kind of expensive, but not that expensive. He's much cheaper than Gorgie. So interesting trade idea, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Wayne Hunt. Boy, you always do it, don't you? You are a son of a gun, aren't you? There's a reason why you're a show host. Um, and, of course, Vinrock, Vince Germano, awesome uh, as well. Very thought-provoking, both of you guys. That's why you're show host. That's why you are. That is why you are. Uh, Vince Germano says, can't have all the freedom on one end without responsibility on the other. Defense, defense, defense. Frustrating. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I agree a thousand percent. And, actually, you are the one that brought up Jared Allen. Uh, Vinrock, Vince Germano, and then uh, Wayne Hunt added Dinwiddie. So, both of you guys, just awesome ideas there. Cool. Uh, Gorgie, that, that, that's what I come up with, though. That's that's a trade that would actually work according to the NBA rules. I love NBA Trade Machine. Thank you, ESPN, for creating that many years ago. I believe the Timberwolves hired, yeah, their, our, our assistant general manager, vice president of basketball, is the inventor of that application, that uh, that creation. Good job. Good job. <laughs> that's pretty damn cool. Um, so I'll keep moving forward. Final quote of the day from Vince Germano says, Watching the Lakers-Nets game and watching Jared Allen closely, I think he's exactly what the Wolves need next to Towns, plus he's young and could stick around with his team. Yes, I, I would love to have him if they'd be willing to part with him. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets want to keep him. I'm sure they would. Would they Would they want Gorgie and Robert Covington? Maybe, if you package them together. Uh, I'm guessing they'd say no. I'm guessing they'd say no, but I mean, they got to try something. Not a lot of deals work. Andrew Wiggins' trade would be very tough to do because of the the money's so high. Not only because they wouldn't want the money, but because it's tough to match at times unless you're getting someone really crappy who's overpaid as well in return, which, welcome to the NBA. Or multiple really crappy guys, like two guys making $12 million that stink, that type of thing. Uh, DeAndre doesn't stink, but he's past his prime, that type of thing. And he's making 10 for four more years each, so... Yeah, you know, that's, that's <laughs> welcome to the NBA. I'll just leave that as is. With that said, that's pretty much it. Wow, it still went over an hour because I went so long in the first segment. And thank you for the thought-provoking uh, stuff there. And it you know, made me want to check out the trade machine. That was sweet, sweet, fun to do. I love doing that kind of stuff. I haven't used it in a while. Uh, so with that said, do get on the phone lines if you could. The only way to do that, though, is audio submission. What What's an audio submission? Basically, it's just sending audio to me. Use your... Uh, smart device with a free application that's a free voice recording application on every smart device on the planet open it up, click record, treat it like a phone call stop, save it, and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com paladinolive at yahoo.com I will then convert it into an mp3 file thanks to zamzar.com kind enough to give me a free service because it's not a very big file, obviously and that way I can put it into this uh, editing software called Audacity and roll from there it'd be great to hear your voice on the show if humanly possible. Thank you very much in advance for those of you that might be willing to do that. Vince Germano, Tanae Brown, Wayne Hunt, anybody locally here, anybody, anybody can do it. You know, Stu Benson, obviously love to hear from someone anytime. Please, please, we'd love to hear from local, Canada, Australia, China, who cares? If you're on the show, I'd be love to hear from you and uh, get to know you. That'd be great. 
With that said, hopefully the Wolves can actually go 2-1 and one this week, end a losing streak, and actually have a winning week, which would be really nice. Uh, make everyone feel a little bit better. Maybe uh, help Ryan Saunders with that stress headache he might have, especially after that Bulls game. Uh, and me too. Uh, with that said, take care, have a great week, and we'll keep rolling next week, next Friday. Timberwolves Explosion.